Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. How many overate at Christmas? Okay, the rest of us are lying. Okay. Um, well, you know what? Christmas is, we celebrate the Lord's birth, and we had a good time doing that, and, and they're getting ready to go in the new year. And I want to talk about the new year today, so I want to pray over the Word. If you'd pray with me. Father God, we thank you today as we come into your, your house with blessing. We come into your house with anticipation. And in some cases, Lord, we bring the sacrifice of praise. In some situations, Lord, if there's been some tough situations we've dealt with in this year. And uh, you've always been there for us, Lord, as Cody spoke of your faithfulness and your goodness. We thank you we can always depend on you and your word and your spirit. So, Father God, we thank you today that we're come together as a group of believers the last Sunday of this decade. The last Sunday of this decade. And we're going to finish it with joy, finish it with peace. And, Father God, we're getting excited about stepping into 2020. We're getting excited about our purpose and grace in that time. And, Father, we thank you this is going to be a message of encouragement, inspiration, pointing us to directions of the Holy Spirit, Lord, it's going to help us individually and corporately as a church step forward. And everybody said amen. Amen. Well, you can turn in your Bibles uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We're going to look at uh, two or three sets of scriptures here today to help you. And we're going to talk about finishing strong in the end of this year. And we're also going to talk about going through the doors God has available for us. And um, we're going to talk about what to leave back in 2019. What to leave back there? How many had some really good things happen in 2019? Raise your hand. How many had some things not so good? How many's got some things we need to leave back in 2019 and step into some things of 2020 that's going to really help us? Let me tell you three things that's always going to work as we step in and transition into a new season or go through a new door. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love is never going to go out of season. It's never going to go out of style. Faith, hope, and love is always going to be a foundation to help us grow and mature in the things God has given unto us. And I want to talk today from the Word of God about how we can finish this decade with joy and how we can step into 2020 and how we can have the appropriate carry-on. How many's ever flown here? Raise your hand if you've ever flown. How many knows if that suitcase does not fit that little box, you're in trouble? How many's overloaded a suitcase and had to unload it right there? It got a little heavy, had to take some stuff off. So we're going to talk about what we can carry on in 2020 and some things we possibly need to leave back in 2019. Because this thing is a race, this thing is a, a journey, and I just want to encourage you today. Because there's a grace for you and I to step in to the chronological year of 2020. Come Wednesday, we're going to step into a new decade, a new year. And there's a grace waiting for us there, through that portal, through that door. There's a grace that God has for us to step into as His children. And I want to encourage you and I today that what we need to carry with us and our carry-on, we'll have it. 
And what we need to leave back, we'll let loose of it. We won't try to carry it. We won't try to make it happen. We won't try to force it into being. You know, when you force something into being outside of God's grace, it's going to take a lot of energy. It's going to take a lot of time and sometimes a lot of money. When you try to make something happen that doesn't fit the grace for that season, it's going to wear you out. And um, things of that nature like, um, well, David and Saul's armor. David came just to feed his brother some cheese and heard the Goliath making fun of his God and asked his brothers, why are you all chicken? And turned to Saul and says, what's the problem? And nobody would fight the Goliath. I believe Goliaths are going to be slain in 2020 in our lives if we understand what we need to carry on and take with us in 2020 and leave some things behind. I mean things behind like disappointment, discouragement. Leave some things behind like fear. Leave some things behind um, sins. And we'll, we'll talk about those things, habits, and move forward. But David tried it on. didn't work. He said, I'm not used to this. It doesn't fit. There's no grace here. I'm telling you, I've learned as a pastor and as a believer now, all my life, I've learned to push things through when there's no grace is going to wear you out and everybody around you. Where there's no grace, there's no favor, there's no divine mercy, no divine merit. When you try to make things happen, it could even appear good, even appear good, but it's not God's best. How many can say amen to that? So let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 16, let's look at verse 9. And let's talk about uh, 2019. How many could say 2019 on a scale of, you know, 0 to 10? You, you say, well, I had a 6 year. It was pretty good. How many could say some things were better than others? How many can say this and that and the other? How many would like to have a greater relationship, not rules and regulations, but a greater relationship with the Lord Jesus in 2020? How many like to take that game to another level? I hate to use the word game, but how many like to see that happen? Well, there's some things that we can look at according to Scripture that's going to help us. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. This is the story of Paul. He has some personal plans to go to another place to minister. He said in verse 8, I'll tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. And then he says, this is what's happened to me. For a great and effective door has opened to me, but there are many adversaries. He says, opportunities come my way, but I got resistance. I want to say this to you right now. If there's resistance that is pushing against the grace in your life, you know you're on the right track. If there's some sort of resistance, people pushing against things, situations pushing against you, you know you're on the right track because how many knows the devil doesn't sleep? How many say amen? amen. He's defeated. How many knows he's a liar? No truth in him. And he's always going to try to trick and be cunning with us. He even tried to be trick, tr full of trickery and cunningness with the Lord Jesus Christ, but Jesus understood what the word was. The Amplified says this, For a wide door of opportunity... Wide door, everybody say wide door. For effectual service is open unto me. And there's a great and promising one, but there are many adversaries. When God opens the door, He doesn't crack it. He opens it. Now we have to walk through it. We have to put our hand on the door. But when God opens the door, He's not pushing His foot against the backside of it to make you sweat it out. No, when He opens the door, it's open freely. And when God gives something freely... It's wide open to you and I. So the doors of opportunities, let's just talk about this. Some things need to go with us into 2020. Some things need to stay behind. Um, sometimes relationships don't go into the next season of our life. 
Sometimes we try to make relationships go in the next season of our life, but the truth is they're not going where we're going. And they've made that perfectly clear. They've made that perfectly understandable. But yet again, they want the benefits of having a relationship with us, but they don't want to go in the kingdom principles that we're called to. Um, how many's ever dealt with something like that? Maybe in 2020, you and I have got to look at some relationships. Um, maybe in 2020, we have to look at some things concerning our personal relationships with our, our family and friends. How many like to have a better marriage? How many like to have a better relationship with just family and friends? How many like to have more community? I find people that don't find community in church, that don't push in. We try to do the best we can to push and, and offer opportunities. And I find people that won't buy into church, they go buy into something else that has nothing to do with God. They'll find a relationship. Everybody's got a posse. And they might not leave their house with their posse, but they got a posse. And they might have a posse, and they might go somewhere else to be involved with that. But everyone has somebody you connect with. But I'm telling you, I believe in 2020 the church is going to come together and have community. How many say amen? And I believe we're going to resemble what God says. So there's going to be doors of opportunity for us in 2020. And as we grow from grace to grace, I believe we can do better than we did last year. It's not of need or, or meeting need. It's just a relationship with the Lord Jesus. How about our relationship with God? Has it become religious in some areas? Musty? Dull? I'm just going through the motions. I show up at church. I do this, I do that, I fill in whatever, but I just don't have that. Uh, some of you young people need to Google it, but there was two brothers called the Righteous Brothers. They used to sing a song, Have You Lost That Love and Feeling? How many say amen? Well, Jesus said it this way, Have You Lost Your First Love? How many say amen? That love and feeling, you know, when you just couldn't wait to be with that person, you just got excited, you just oh, over, overcome with just love and joy, and those things have to be cultivated, they'll have to be watered. You know, those things have to be weeded, they have to be paid attention to. You know, whatever you give your attention to will grow to some level in your life. And God deserves and desires that we have a, a growing, healthy relationship with Him. This life on earth is a journey. Everybody say a journey. a journey. I can't believe I'm 65. I mean, I can't believe I'm 65. I want to go back to, you know, stand in here, make sure Dale didn't jump off on a Christmas play from CAC because Dale was part of the entertainment, right, Dale, when he was little. Amen. I just don't know how we, get, how we get old. We keep breathing. Look at your neighbor and say, keep breathing. Amen? And we're on, this, we're on this earthly journey, and we're traveling with God's leadership, hopefully, and this journey has some bumps in the road. It has some stops. It has some starts. There's some smooth times, and everything's going good. But always during this journey, we're going to be going through different seasons to travel, and we're heading toward heaven the high prize of the call of Jesus Christ. And some of us, chronologically older, going home, going home than ever, and some of us have just started on our spiritual journey. But the key is we keep moving and being led and following God. And as we travel, we'll continually go through doors, not just chronologically from year to year, but from faith to faith and glory to glory. And the door of opportunity where God opens it, where you and I walk through, there's much favor on that door. There's a grace on that door. There's a peace on that door. And the lies of the enemy would try to keep you from stepping into that. You know, starting a new business or, or being promoted in what you're doing or finishing the school God's called you to or, or working on your marriage. There's always going to be some resistance of the enemy and there's always going to be adversaries. I encourage you and me this year to begin to leave fear in 2019. 
Fear has torment. And fear is just having faith in the lies of the enemy. That's all it is. Faith in God's word produces a peace. Fear, faith in what the enemy says, produces being paralyzed and, and bound. I, I, I believe also we can leave discouragement back in 2019. How many had some discouragements? How many had some people bail on you? Or the, the promise didn't come through? Or how many thought you'd be further along? Or how many thought you, you, you would have been advanced by now, but it didn't come to pass? I believe that we need to leave that on this side of the door come Wednesday. I believe we need to declare that my life is in the hands of my Lord. And I, I believe that God has a great life set up for me. I believe He thinks of me full of peace, with no evil, with a future and end, and an expected completion of what I've been called to do on this earth. Remember it said, a great and promising one. There's nothing that holds us back from the love of God and nothing can separate us back. I believe, I believe in 2019, as we enter into 2020, we need to leave our past back there, even some past victories. Because past victories don't always work in the next decade because things change. The Word doesn't change. The Holy Ghost doesn't change. The blood of Jesus doesn't change. But sometimes methods change. And I believe we need to leave some past, past things there. In 2020, there will be doors of opportunity for all of us to walk through. Faith requires not only a talk, but a walk. And, you know, James said, I like to see you doing what you say you're going to do. Faith does what it says it's going to do. Faith has an action to it. Faith has a get up and a rising to it and a crossing over whatever has hindered you and me in this last year. And I believe the, the, that faith, hope, and love will always help us through these doors of opportunity. And the Bible says the greatest of these is love. You know, faith, there's always going to be a time of building faith. Faith upon faith. Jesus talked about little faith, much faith, no faith. There's levels of faith. And this morning I can tell you how your levels of faith and mine will be measured. How the relationship with the Lord grows and how our relationship and trust with the Holy Spirit teaching us His Word. And we grow from glory to glory and faith to faith. We grow from victory to victory when God saves us and overcomes situations and brings us out of the miry clay. Not only a time of building faith, but a time of anchoring, tying to hope. You know, the Bible says hope is an anchor to our soul. We need to tie to hope until faith manifests so when the ships are blown on the sea, when storms of life come, loss of a loved one, relationships blow up, end of a marriage, confusion, people coming against you, issues with your health. When storms come, if we anchor to the hope of God's Word, we'll stay steadfast through the storm. And let me tell you something, God's faith will outlast the storm. God's Word will overcome any situation in your life and my life. So not only time to continually build faith with a relationship with God, His Word, and His Spirit, but a time to anchor to hope and a time to re-love or reload our love toward God and love ourselves as we love others. Some of us in this room, we're abusive to ourselves because we don't know how much God loves us. And we're abusive to ourselves because people have been abusive to us. And I'm telling you, and when we understand how much God loves us, it's not based on works, it's not based on achievements, it's based on Him providing His Son for us. Some of us have some hard shoes to follow if we go the way of the world's way. Some of us have left parents and grandparents and, and, and family members have left us some pretty big shoes to fill, but we're not supposed to step into those shoes. We're supposed to follow the footprints of Jesus. 
Because you can't be your granddaddy, your grandmother, your mama, or daddy, or aunts and uncles. You can't be nobody but who God created you to be. And that's why your, your DNA, it is important, whether you have some from the Dutch community or Africa or India, the more important your DNA is, are you covered in the blood? Is the blood of Jesus on the inside of you? Is the blood of Jesus cover you? Are you, you and I truly saved simply through giving our heart and our life to the Lord Jesus? Turn to Hebrews chapter 12 with me. You're on a journey, so I want to encourage you as you pass through where you're at, you might not be there again. Take a good look where you're at. Take a good look where you're at right now. Your chronological age, your spiritual growth. Take a good look where you're at because you might not be coming back this way anymore. You, I know chronologically you won't. You're not going to go back to 16 or 25 or 35 or 8 or 4. I know that and I know spiritually in some cases when we walk through a season, we don't go back through that season anymore. We keep going. Unless we choose not to believe, unless we choose, I say we leave unbelief in 2019. I say we stir our belief in Christ and His Word. And I believe that we can lean into and on the leading of the Holy Spirit that we can follow God on this journey. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. The Amplified says, Strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight. That's not bad things. That's just weights. That's just stuff that's climbed on us or we picked up. I've got to take care of everybody. The Messiah complex. I've got to make sure everybody's taken care of. Not your job. Not my job. Our job of responsibilities as parents and grandparents and, and leaders are one thing, but how many grew up with somebody in the family always took care of everybody? And I mean, if anybody had a problem, they went to one person. And that one person took care of everybody. That's not fair to everybody else. That's not fair to everybody stepping up and finding their place and finding their position and finding their grace. And it says, let us lay aside every weight, everything that needs to be stripped off and thrown aside, unnecessary weight. How many unnecessary weights are we all, we all carrying? How many things are we carrying that God has not asked us to carry? How many things have we allowed the devil or our unrenewed mind to place on our lives that we're carrying that God never asked us to carry. I think in 2019 we need to strip ourselves and we need to throw aside things that encumber us and throw aside things that are even good and acceptable on our way to the perfect will of God for our life. Because I personally believe, and, and you can take it for just my personal opinion, I believe most Christians never get to the perfect will of God for their life. I believe we get so happy finding the acceptable will, being born again, even filled with the Spirit, being participant in God's kingdom, and some of us get to a good place of where we even grow through that and or some place of leaving a purpose and a legacy behind, but the perfect will of God where this race I end up with nothing attached to me but Jesus. And as I grow, I keep stripping myself and throw away these things that have climbed up on my back or things I put up on my back or unnecessary things I've picked up. And, and uh, um, like hitchhikers, how many really has a heart to pick up every hitchhiker? How many knows it's a dangerous thing? You know? How many know sometimes they choose to walk in the rain? You still love them, you still want to help them, but you might be the tenth person that stopped to pick them up. I'm talking about picking up things that God did require you to pick up and casting them off. And then he says, let loose of the sin which so easily ensnares us. We all got that 
number one sin that so readily and definitely and cleverly clings to us and entangles us. We've all got that one thing that we fall prey to and we haven't released the power of God and the power of the blood of Jesus to get victory over that thing. And we know victory is ours, but we keep falling back into it and, 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 the, and the Spirit of God keeps telling us you can have victory over that. And God says here, as you journey, you can have the power to overcome that sin. That one sin. It could be gossip. It could, it could be anything. It could be, it could be lying. It could, it could be, you know, causing problems. It could, be, it could be hatred. It could be anything. But he says there's a power as you journey. And I believe the power is released as we're journeying because Jesus told the lepers, go and show yourself to the priest. And they weren't supposed to go to the priest with leprosy. That was a law, don't do that. He said, go and show yourself to the priest, journey yourself, and as they went, they were. As they went, they were. There's a winting to getting the healing in our lives. There's a going, there's a moving, there's a transition. And things to continue on. And it says here, and it says, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Run with patience. Be patient with yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on others. The race that is set before us, my only question here is who's setting the race, you or Jesus? Have you set a race and asked Jesus to qualify? Or do we allow Jesus to qualify His race in our life? Do we sit down and go, I'd like to do this, this, and this, and this, but we didn't ask the one who created us what we're built for? You know, you're built for certain things. You're gifted for certain things. You've been developed for certain things. And we find out, you know, what we discover what our gifting and call is. I'm telling you, on the way of the journey, when we find out our calling of God, it's, it's a desire to be developed in that call and be distributed out. And this is looking unto Jesus. This is a race. This is a journey. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who with joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know why? Because He finished His assignment. I believe in 2020 we're going to not only find our assignment or reaffirm our assignment, but I believe we're going to have the victory in our heart we're going to be able to finish our assignment. How many say amen? And we're not going to give in to worry and well-doing. We're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. And we're going to encourage one another in that. And, and it's you know, looking away from everything that will distract us and looking to our leader, to our source of faith, Jesus, giving first incentive for our belief. He's our finisher. He brings things to maturity and perfection. He brings things to maturity and perfection. Immature Christians, when we're immature, we fuss, we fight, we live out of our flesh. Maturing Christians live from the inside out. Maturing Christians say more about we than me. Maturing Christians, we, we live for, for the more the perfection of the saints that God wants to do through every believer. And in doing that, as we grow, God takes care of us. And bringing everything, Jesus operated in such a joy. He understood what was set before Him. So He endured and despised and ignored the shame. I want to encourage you in this year, 2020, to have a power to endure shame and, and people coming against you for the standing of the kingdom of God. When you take a righteous stand of what God's Word says about you and me against all the pressures of the world, I want you to know that angels are commissioned to stand with you. And angels are commissioned to protect you. And angels are commissioned to be a part of your life. 
And I want to encourage you that you're on this journey. You're, you're going to, you and I are going to have to decide whether I'm going to live by Scripture or not. Whether I'm going to commit all the way into the things of God and understand that there's a way to do it that will lighten our load so we can be more effective and more efficient in kingdom purposes. And the last scripture I have is in Luke chapter 13. I'm encouraged about 2020. How many can say amen? And I'm thankful for 2020. But I want to speak to all of us here today to get specific about what to leave back. Let's get an eye on it. Let's get an eye on what to leave back. Let's, let's, let's think about what to leave back. What I've been carrying that's not I'm supposed to carry. What's this weight on me? What's going on? What am I, who is holding me back? God, what am I supposed to do? And look what it says in Jesus here, this parable, Luke 13. Luke 13, chapter, chapter 13, verse 6 through 9. Listen what it says. Jesus spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the keeper of the vineyard, verse 7, chapter 13 of Luke, Look, for three years, look, for three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. How many has ever felt unfruitful before? How many has ever felt you let God down? How many has ever felt like, you know, hey, how many has ever felt like you let yourself down? But look here, three years I've come looking for fruit, found none. So the keeper of the vineyard, look what he says here. He says, uh, cut it down. Why does it have to use up ground? Has anybody ever had someone say to you, you're taking up good air on the earth? Why are you here? I mean, listen to me. Listen to what the Word says. There's people that's always going to try to live your life because they don't enjoy their life. I call them posers. They're always trying to interfere with your life because they don't like what they do. And, and they don't, they, they're, not, you know, they're not bought into what they do. And, and the vine keeper says, to, you know, says, let's cut it down. But he answered and said unto him, here's what Jesus says, here's what God says, sir, leave it alone. I want to tell you, God is speaking to our hearts today. There are certain things to leave it alone and give it another year. Give it more time. If God sent you somewhere, or God directed you somewhere, or God has done something, and you know, right before, right before dawn it gets the darkest. And you look up and you go, my God, it's so dark, I can't. And you're this far from the finish line. You're this far from stepping over into the victory parade. You and I are this far. And, and, and the Lord said, sir, let it alone this year. This is what he said. Until I dig around it and fertilize it. I'm going to re-speak to this thing. I'm going to give my attention to this thing. I'm going to focus on my call and purpose. And I'm going to dig it up and I'm going to dig around it. And I'm going to fertilize it. Now, when we think of fertilizer, listen. We think of fertilizer, we think of, you know, 10-10-10, uh, 20-10-20, we think of fertilizers and phosphates and, and potashes. I want to tell you, the fertilizer was dung. It was animal manure. So he had to get messy. Remember last week we talked about the, the stable was messy, the cross is messy, life is messy, and God comes into messy things to right the ship. How many say amen? He had to go get his hands dirty in dung. Not one time, not two times. He's going to spend a year fertilizing and watering and weeding. And he says, leave it alone. I'm going to water it. I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to fertilize it. And look what it says. Look what it says in verse 9. And if it bears fruit, hallelujah. But not after that, I'll cut it down. He says, give it more time. I think there's things, people, 
graces, God's telling us to give it more time. I think there's dreams, God's saying, give it more time. Fertilize it with the Word. Fertilize it with prayer. Water it with declaration. Speak over what God says about it. Then it says not after. Then you can go on and cut it down. Because sometimes we should be bearing fruit and we're not. And sometimes it appears we should be further along, but we're not. But God never gives up on us. And God says, give them more time. God says, allow them to be fertilized with the Word. And God says, watered by prayer. And God says, put people around them that encourage them and inspire them and say, yes, you can do this. When people say, you're too old to start a dream. Who are you to tell me I'm too old to have a dream? When people say, you're too young to have a dream. Who are you to say, you're too young to have a dream? Who's to say? He's been put on this earth. She's been put on this earth to complete the kingdom purposes of God. How many say amen? And I'm going to tell you something. Who's to say in some nations where they've legalized and qualified suicide for the elderly, they're killing off their wisdom. They're killing their wisdom. I'm telling you, people with gray hair, that don't mean if you got gray hair, you're the smartest person on earth, but you had to do it long enough to stay alive. Look at you. If you got gray hair, look at your... And uh, anyway, I, I fell asleep over Christmas and somebody came in and did a makeover while I slept. And I'm just kidding, but anyway. You know we need to lighten our load so we can be more effective and more efficient for the kingdom. And there's some things and there's some people you don't want to carry into 2020. There's no grace for it. No grace for it. There's nothing worse in the earth to be put in a position whether you did it, ignorance did it, or someone did it, and you're put in a position you don't have the tools to play. And then you have to call on flesh to do things you don't want flesh to do. And it's such a good time to go to the Lord the next three days. Lord, what do I need to let loose of? What do I need to let back here? What do I need to go through? Go through. How many's ever been called back to a metal detector at the airport? And they say, do you have any metal in your body? No? Well, you've got something on you. Well, maybe it's my belt. You should have took your belt off. You know, like, back and forth. We want to go through the detector clean. We want to go through with faith. We want to go through with hope. We want to go, well, Father God, no matter what happened in 2019, 2020 is better. Father God, I think if what you started me, you're going to finish. Father God, I think you have a specific call on my life. And I may, you know, I might work at a local plant. I might own a business. Whatever that is, I might be a chef. I mean, I might be a teacher. Whatever it is, I, I might train horses. Whatever it is, do that under God's grace and be the example of what God wants you and I to be, full of faith, hope, and love. And as we journey through this thing, we journey through and we learn to live by faith and stand on faith. And, and faith, has a, you know, faith has a talk, faith has a walk. And, and just enjoy it and build community, build togetherness. And praise God, get involved with each other at church. Don't just wait for Sunday. We got people come from seven counties, two states. We're going to do the best we can to connect people. But I'm telling you, push in there like pigs chasing a sow. For you haven't raised on a farm, pigs will chase a sow up on top stuff. I've seen sows, you can ask my brother where he is, they'll stand up on stuff to stay away from the pigs. We won't run from you. Push in. Make developments. Make relationships. Let's do this thing together.
Let's take kingdom principles. Let's take ground back. How many say amen? And let's take this to broken and bruised and dying people. And on this journey, on this journey, remember there are people set aside to help you on this journey. There's brothers and sisters with assignments to be blessings unto you, prayer assignments, physical assignments, graces, they're there. And I want to encourage you, as you and I pass through the door come Wednesday, that we pass through with faith, hope, and love, with an excitement on our face, and being honest enough to say, that's not going, that's staying here, I cast that off, I throw that away, and no, you're not going, because you've had years and years and years, and you, you don't want to go where, I want, where I'm supposed to go. So I'm sorry, I love you. Pastor Pat, give everybody a green light to divorce each other. No, 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 no. That's a work in progress, what God starts doing is finished. But listen, there's people out there assigned to help you, to encourage you to get to that next level so you and I can be a blessing in the earth and be more of a blessing than we are. How many say amen? How many excited about 2020? Don't get caught up in the news. Get caught up in the good news. Don't get caught up in the lies, caught up in the truth of God's word and his love. And we'll move forward and we will loosen our load as we go and find the fulfillment and peace that God has for us. Father God, I thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Father God, I thank you for what you started in us you're going to finish. Father God, I just want to pray for everyone today before we leave. I want to pray for those people who know that the transitions are coming. There's changes coming. There's things that are happening, and they want to follow your instruction, Lord. They want to leave things behind in 2019, fears, disappointment, situations, just, uh, just things that have tried to hold them back, past memories, good and bad. And, Father, we walk into 2020 with our eyes wide open, stripping ourselves, enduring the shame, walking forward in joy, knowing that it's better there than it was here. And Father, may we be testimonies, walking testimonies to all those people, Lord, who need to find your way, not their way, not their way, not their way.